Next week marks the beginning of the Democratic National Convention, followed by the Republican National Convention a week later. They have one thing in common. They're both going digital. What does that mean? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is senior reporter Maggie Rudin. Thanks for joining me, Maggie. Thanks for having me. So thanks to the coronavirus pandemic, everything has gone virtual. You know, we've covered all digital conferences like phone launches and Apple's WWDC. But the RNC and DNC are completely different animals. So talk a little bit about what you're expecting to see. Well, I think it's going to be a very highly produced uh, event, just like it, it normally is. Um, but it's going to be really different because, you know, when they... When they usually do this, you've got like thousands of people in a huge arena. You know, you have people talking and they're they're mostly talking to the to the people, the viewers in the audience, um, you know, sitting at home on their couches anyway. But you have that vibe. You have that, you know, the people cheering. You know, it's it's like being in a live sporting event in a sense, you know, so like that's going to be lost a bit. Yeah, we've we've had instances, you know, with like uh, the NBA, right? They put up digital boards with with people that are kind of virtually beamed in. I've watched some of those games. It's definitely not. It doesn't really replicate the the feeling of of being at a game or the the ambiance there. I imagine a lot of the, the energy that would have been in those conferences had people been there uh, has really is really kind of sucked away, right? Yeah, and you know, and that's really political conventions are are basically like cheerleading events, right? You know, it's like the party faithful is there. You've got these delegates from all around the country. They're like really gung ho for their party and their candidate, and they want to like, you know, just cheer their heads off. And it's you know, so you know, I think the energy is going to be a bit different. But I'm also really curious to see, like, what creative things they come up with right like like you mentioned the nba thing like like are they going to do something like that you know i mean it'll be interesting to see how they approach it yeah i mean have you got any kind of indication on on what they might do to create that excitement that is would be missing from having all those folks there yeah so the the dnc they they have been They've definitely said that they're going to try to involve people like regular everyday people. So I'm wondering if it is going to be something NBA like, right, where they have screens up sort of right there. But they'll definitely be having some like some people getting beamed in from, you know, all across the U.S., whether it's, you know, you know, politicians or or just sort of your regular everyday folks who are like either live on video and a lot of like these pre-produced videos, you know, people have been, they've had this campaign where people are able to uh, send in their videos like with prompts like, I know Joe and, you know, talk about like why they're excited about Joe Biden and, and that kind of thing. So they're going to have that sort of interspersed throughout the program. So it'll be interesting to see like how it all kind of comes together. Speaking to the DNC specifically, what what is that going to look like? Will will anyone actually be in Milwaukee? So there will probably be like a skeleton kind of crew in uh, Milwaukee. Like I've heard that that Tom Perez, who's the chairman of the DNC, was still planning to go to Milwaukee to gavel in the convention officially. But the big speakers, you know, like Joe Biden, who's the presumptive nominee, he is not going to be there. Um, he's going to be somewhere in Delaware. Uh, now they've said he's not probably going to do it from his basement. 
you know, so someplace else in Delaware, uh, in the Wilmington area, um, where he lives. So, you know, that'll be interesting. I wonder how they, they might dress up whatever venue he's in, you know, like he was speaking with Kamala Harris, um, you know, the other day they've had actually a couple of speaking engagements and, you know, they've got the flags everywhere, but like the backdrop didn't really look all that interesting to me. So it'll, it'll, I wonder how they're going to, you know, jazz it up so that it looks cool. Right. And and how's the roll call going to work? Yeah. So the roll call, and by the way, like I, I got to go to the, the convention, uh, in 2016, the roll call is like pretty cool. You know, just in general, when you're there in the room, there's like this vibe, you know, all the the people stand up and they say, you know, I'm from South Carolina and they, you know, we're the whatever state and we pledge our ex-delegates to, you know, and so it's like an exciting moment. So it's going to be totally different this time because they're all not going to be in in the room. Um, But I, you know, they've said that they're going to, you know, kind of pop around all all the states and so you're probably going to have people from those states, uh, you know, doing their roll call. And I'm sure they're going to do something jazzy about, you know, like, you know, I'm from Delaware. So it's like, Delaware, the first state in the nation. You know, they'll probably say something like that. I don't know. So it'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. What about the, the RNC? I know there was a lot of back and forth about where it was going to be and whether it was going to go digital. So what is that going to look like? So that, um, you know, I think that's still to be determined, right? Like they're still, they haven't put out a whole lot of information about like what it's going to look like exactly. So, I mean, I I wonder if some of this might change in the next week, but, you know, so far they are going to have a very reduced crowd in Charlotte. Uh, President Trump will not be there to accept the nomination, Um, And they're going to have like something like, you know, 300 or so delegates there. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to try to do some things kind of like uh, in in the arena, although I think that would look pretty bleak (laughs) if it's people, you know, spaced really far apart. So, you know, I think that's still kind of to be determined what what they're going to be doing. Got it. And where for folks who are interested in watching these, where can you check out the streams? So the DNC, they've announced a whole bunch of places. Like you're going to be able to stream it live on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. And um, and then the convention is officially, you know, airing from 9 to 11 every night. And uh, all the broadcast channels will have it, you know, for the last hour. Um, And uh, and then they're going to have it on like Apple TV and Roku. And so there are going to be a lot of opportunities for people to stream it or um, even to sort of catch it, you know, on the networks. Got it. And and looking at some of the other challenges, I mean, we talked a little bit about the lack of energy, but uh, what are the other potential pitfalls from going virtual? Yeah, well, I mean, we've all been watching, you know, some of these cable news shows lately, right? Like, and sometimes you get like the guests who are like pixelated or their screen freezes, you know, so I think that's going to be a challenge. You know, you don't want somebody to be mid-sentence and all of a sudden like their face completely freeze up. So that'll be a challenge. You also don't want it to look like a really boring Zoom call (laughs) with with everybody, you know, with a bookcase in the background. So, um you know, I think they'll have to figure out ways to to make it look interesting and, and, you know, 
and not have any sort of big technical glitches. Yeah, I imagine uh, if, if Biden or Trump sort of glitches out in, in the middle of the call that uh, with a speech, that definitely would, would slow the momentum down a bit for that convention. Although I would imagine that those two will probably go pretty smoothly. I'm thinking more like, you know, sort of the ancillary speakers who are talking from their home, right? Like, you know, they've got a whole list of people that they're going to have talking sort of leading up to the big um, speech from the candidate. So it's like, oh boy, like what if, you know, I'm sure this might not happen with like Michelle Obama, but like what if Michelle Obama freezes in the middle? Like that's going to be bad. Nobody wants to see that. I mean, she's pretty to look at, but you know, come on, we want to hear what she has to say. You know, that kind of thing. Well, it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see both the DNC and RNC. Thanks again, Maggie, for your insight. If you have any questions or comments, hit us up on The Daily Charge on Twitter. You can check out Maggie's story on CNET.com. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.